Ooh, all right, Beth. Hiya. Hi, thanks for coming to speak to me on the podcast once again. Thank you. Is this the third time? I thought second. Mm. Maybe third? I, th- I don't know. I suppose it depends what you count, because we, um, we did a Facebook podcast once. Do you remember a video? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, if we count that, I think it's third time. Should do it more often. We've got a we've got another episode booked to next week, don't we? Yes. Hopefully next week. We'll see if we can we'll fit it in as soon as possible. Yeah, that'll be good. Today we're going to talk about males and females training or exercising together. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. And you decided this topic. Um. Yeah. Just because I've seen males and females training together in the gym, and I'm like questioning like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that's a polite way of putting it questioning what's what's going on over there exactly which is a common thing to do when you're when you're at a gym isn't it i i said this to someone in a meeting recently um i can't remember why we were talking about exercising at the gym and i said if you're a personal trainer and you stood in the gym and you just look around the gym like a commercial gym, yeah. like you work at Pure Gym. Yeah, don't you? Pure I work, gym. I worked at the gym group, but very similar gyms, very similar people, very similar systems and jobs to be doing. When you glance around the gym, most people are doing most things wrong, <laughs> <laughs> especially in the weights area. Yeah. Like a, a lot of people, um, especially I will say ladies stereotypically, are sometimes a bit nervous to go into the weights area. Definitely. And they feel like they don't, even maybe the machines, and they feel like they don't know what they're doing. Oh, no, no, don't worry. No, no, the people that look like they, they think they know what they're doing, they're, they're, everyone's doing it wrong. Yeah. Most of the guys are doing it wrong, aren't they? Most people are doing most things wrong. You look around and people could be doing most things better. Oh, 100%. I've said to like a couple of my female clients when they're saying like, oh, look at everyone doing all of this. I'm just like... Most people are doing it wrong. Well, they are. You're, you're actually doing it right. They're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, most people are screwing it up, aren't they? Most people yeah. are doing it wrong. Um, when it comes to doing the weights and stuff, the people who think they're doing it right, they've just got bigger egos. They just don't know enough to know that they're doing it wrong. They just feel good doing it, which is it's a good thing, I guess. It's better than not feeling good doing it. Yeah. Um, but also, we are a couple, aren't mm-hmm. we? Um, we are in a relationship. We live together. We exercise together. Yep. As often as we can when schedules allow, mm. usually once or twice a week. Yeah, normally legs, to be fair, as well. Um, yeah, that's because I have um, upper body training sessions pre-planned in as a uh, historical tradition with Daniel Kavanagh, um, <laughs> yeah. who's been on this podcast as well, Dan yeah, Kavanagh. True. Yeah, Um I do upper body training with him twice a week forever. Mm. Um, <laughs> since before we even met. <laughs> so I, I don't know. feel like it's anything against you. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's just what we do. Um, we, we, we train biceps and talk business and eat eggs. Yeah. <laughs> eggs on toast. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, so that just means I'm less free to, mm. to do upper body sessions. We, we do one upper body session, maybe not every week, but at least every other week. Yeah. We've so been, we've been doing good lately. Mm. We've been doing good lately. Um, and this also presents, I wouldn't say challenges, but cons- considerations is a better word. Yeah, considerations. For us on how to fit our training together. Mm. So I think it's a good topic that obviously I'm not a personal trainer now, even though I do a little bit of online personal training. So that's kind of wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but well, I used to be a personal... personal trainer for 10 years as well. Yeah, I was full time <laughs> in a gym. Yeah. Like you are now, exercising helping people exercise, training with people, etc. Um, now I obviously do nutrition online, but I also used to see couples, males and females, etc. training. Well, you can't, because you can't say couples really, can you? Because if it's a male and a male, then the training considerations wouldn't be the same. If it was a male-male couple or a female-female couple, yeah, then it wouldn't be the same. It's... Um, it's, it's the differences in exercising a female and a male body mm. which come up and which are what you're questioning. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've made a few notes. I didn't know really where this conversation was going to go or what we were going to talk about specifically, but I've made a few notes on what I thought were some differences and some similarities mm. from males and females training. Yeah. 
just to compare what did what did you think or which way did you want to talk uh, about things um i've just got a few notes on like the considerations like what will be different oh okay. like male and female so a bit like what you've got oh okay that sounds good yeah. that sounds good so what did what what kind of stuff do you see in the gym when you when you said you question what's going on which is <laughs> which is a funny way of putting it in my opinion what what did you see or what do you see that you question or think mm, that might not be quite right i see a lot of guys trying to show off to the <laughs> girls i definitely see this too so they're doing a lot of chest a lot of arms a lot of shoulders you know all the things that a typical bro would do <laughs> um i agree i will also say i also do this <laughs> when i exercise i am also trying to impress you <laughs> i'm not even kidding um so i i understand that that is possibly the incorrect thing to do but i also do it <laughs> it's the male ego you want to show off yeah, which is fine, but then when you kind of like get them to do the exercises as well, sort of thing. So when you show off to me, I don't do all the exercises that you do. I may only do one of the three exercises that you like show off. Oh, okay. I understand. So I can think of a specific example, which might make sense. Mm. Um, I, I do pull-ups. Yep. I can do maybe 10 or 15, depending on what set it is. Nice ones. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm trying to look cool. <laughs> it works. <laughs> to you when I'm doing this, trying to trying to get the biceps on, trying to exercise some musculature in your direction. Um, <laughs> um, but then you don't then go over to the pull-up thing and try and do 15 pull-ups. No. No, you you do your own version. Yeah. Of because we do we do the same exercises but altered slightly, don't we? Like if I did pull ups, I would just hang off a bar and just pull myself up and down. Yeah. Whereas um, I'll go to like the pull up machine and then yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. Do the pull up machine or do the lat pull down machine. Yeah. Or at, sometimes both. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point in your training, that's more weight appropriate for you. Yeah. Isn't it? So it's like we we try and do the same things, but in ways which are appropriate for each person. Mm. So you're saying when you see most males and females training together, the male is not taking into consideration what the female might want or can do. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So for example, I'll see um, the guy do like bench press and then get the girl to bench press the bar or whatever. And then after that, we'll, they'll do cable fly on a yep. machine. Maybe do two different variations of that. And then like incline chest press. So three chest exercises, but the female is just like, don't know if that's actually what her goal is and what she wants. Yeah, because most, most of the ladies, stereotypically, it's not their goal to build up the chest muscles. No. Really. Um, not for most ladies. Some ladies like to do some upper chest. Oh, yeah. Because if you're trying to be a slim lady, sometimes it exposes the collarbones and then some ladies don't like that. So some ladies do want to build up some upper chest muscle to like fill in the collarbone area. I've done this for myself. Mm. I'm, so I'm a lady that wants that. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to literally fill in my upper chest because I'm trying to be slim but don't want my collarbones showing. Yeah. Because I don't want to look quote unquote skinny. Mm. But I do want to look lean. Yeah. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and I understand exactly what you mean. I think that's a great example with the bench press because most females who don't train and haven't trained can't even bench the bar. And a guy would go over to the bench press and take their girlfriend over to do that. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen them not even take this into consideration and then the, the female nearly gets squashed by the bar. Yeah, like they don't even spot more or anything, which I mean, lately you haven't been able to because of COVID, but yeah. generally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not only a female thing, to be fair, because when when I also started training, I also couldn't bench the bar. No. No, literally, I also got stuck under the bar the first time I benched when I went over when I went over to the bench. That's literally not an exaggeration. I got stuck <laughs> under just the bar with no weights on it. Yeah. Um, now I can obviously do decent weights. I've been doing it for fifteen years. Yeah, even, exactly. Yeah, and teaching people how to do it, etc. So now, obviously, I'm decent at it. But in the past, I, I and you can bench the bar. Yeah. But that's because you train and you're a fucking personal trainer and you know what you're doing and you've got good technique, etc. You actually <laughs> know how to do this exercise. So you can bench the bar. Mm. So we can do that together and we do bench together, don't we? Yes, I have more weight on it than you. Yeah, but, but 
we, we can we, still do the same exercise but in a in a different relationship where both people weren't personal trainers <laughs> which i guess is most relationships yeah. the female would not even be able to bench the bar the bar's flipping heavy on the it, bench press it's 20 kg on its own it is it is quite heavy that's heavy for for a beginner who's never trained um especially if you're a female mm. and it's it's just because females have smaller bone structure on average which allows for or creates smaller muscles and smaller muscle attachments so the muscles themselves are actually smaller because they're attached to smaller bones on a smaller frame and also females have lower testosterone levels yeah. females do have testosterone but lower so you don't have the space um, on the body to build as much muscle as a man so naturally you have less mm. and then you also don't have the hormonal profile that's favorable to actually build muscle as a woman. Mm. Um, some men are slimmer than others. Like I was unbelievably skinny in terms of muscle uh, when I started training, literally. So it's not only a male-female thing, but we're just talking about like, not kind of like stereotypes, but kind of, it is kind of, but kind, kind of averages. Of, yeah. Averages. Like the average man has is stronger mm. um, than a lady. Like I think the average male who doesn't exercise can bench press something like 30 or 40 kg. Yeah. That's like a normal bench for like a guy who's just starting out in the gym. For a female, it'd be more like 10 or something. Mm. And that's not the same across all muscles. No. No, ladies have leg muscles that are maybe 70 to 80% as strong as a man's. So if a man and a female, a male and a female who've never trained both get on a leg press or a hamstring curl, mm. like you've naturally got very like toned hamstrings. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're quite strong on that. If we would, if when I started training, if you started training at the same time, and then we both got on the hamstring curl, you'd have outcurled me most likely. <laughs> so your hamstrings now are better than mine, definitely. When my training age was what yours is, which yeah. is obviously lower. Um, <clears throat> so it's not only a strict male-female thing. It's just that some people are stronger than others. It's just that on average, males are stronger than females. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So there are these considerations to take into account, aren't they? I wrote down as some of my differences. Um, the first thing that I wrote down was different exercise selection. Yep. And that's what you've gone for when you said, there's, well, there's a number of ways we could talk about it really, isn't there? But you've said the bench press was first, just in, in, the, in the example that you gave, and then the cable fly, did you say, was second, yeah. and then the incline dumbbell or yeah. something did you say yeah. was third three chest exercises in a row <coughs> excuse me uh, three chest exercises in a row mm. like you said that might not be appropriate for the ladies goals most ladies don't want to smash chest and try and get as muscly chest muscles as possible I don't imagine yeah is that what you see with your clients that's never what I saw with my female clients yeah same really not really that they wanted mm. to some ladies like having strong muscles and a strong chest and ladies I have seen on average you know that ladies do enjoy bench pressing oh yeah definitely I have seen that literally um, every lady that I've well I'd say most yeah I can't say really say every but most ladies that I've trained throughout time that have got into resistance training and started it and enjoyed it and then progressed to doing the actual free weights with dumbbells or bars when they get to the point where because I, I i build them up with dumbbells yeah one two three four five kg um that kind of thing when you get up to doing two two ten kg dumbbells that's equivalent to a 20 kg that's equivalent bar. to the bar yeah, yeah so we can build it up one two three four five six seven eight nine ten on dumbbells all you know, nice and smoothly and appropriately, like for example, um, the great and powerful Julie Gill, mm. one, one of my online clients. She, we've been doing some press-ups at home through online Zoom training, mm. for, through lockdown and stuff. And now she's strong on press-ups. Today she did 10 full ones oh, in, in a set. That's great, isn't it? That's excellent. Um, she's just started going to the gym and the first day she got into the gym on dumbbell press, she found that seven kg in each hand was kind of comfortable for her to do about maybe 10 or 12 reps. Okay. Something like that, sevens. And then the week after, we did eights. We actually tried nines and it, it felt a bit too heavy for her. So, but we did eights and she did eights fine for like, again, 10 to 12 reps, something around this. Um, last week, we just did it again. She did nines. So she did nine this time and it felt fine. I think she actually did 15 on one set. Oh, so she's getting fun. used to it week by week, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And then when she can do tens, then if she wanted to, at her gym that she goes to, 
<coughs> excuse me again. There isn't actually a bench press. Is there not? No. So it's not it's not necessarily even going to come up. But if, if she could do two tens and she could do ten reps comfortably, it's actually easier to do 20kg on a bar than it is to do 20kg on dumbbells. Definitely. Yeah, because dumbbells are a bit wobblier and they're mm. hard to get into position and you've got to work each arm separately. Mm. Bars a bit simpler on a rack. Both arms kind of work together as a team. Yeah. Bit, yeah, a bit less wobbly. So it's a bit more easier to do more weight on a bar. Like for me, for example, on barbell bench press, I can do maybe 80 kg for 10, 12, something like this. On dumbbells, I can do like 34 kg maximum, mm. maybe for about the same reps, which would be, what's that, 68? Yeah. Yeah, so 80 versus 68, yeah. So it's 12 kg less that I can do on dumbbells. And I would say I'm equal, equally well trained at both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which I'm not particularly strong at either of them. There's a lot of people who are a lot stronger than that. But for my body weight, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so the females' goals are different, aren't they? And that, that chooses different exercises right from the start, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. And then the next thing would be if they are a complete beginner. So from like zero to three years, or if they're intermediate, like three years onwards, like similar to the other person, are they both beginners? Are they both intermediate? Because then that will determine obviously like what weight and reps they do, but also how many exercises they do for the muscle, like going back to the three chest exercises if you gave that to a complete beginner female beginner those three exercises after doing then she might just be done for the rest of the session whereas an intermediate person they might do two or three and then move on to the next muscle like back or whatever so that again can play a part in it that's absolutely perfect i completely agree Mm. um that goes for like I liked how you didn't say male or female in that situation that's just beginner versus not beginner yeah for a beginner zero to one year you said zero to three years I agree but let's just say someone who is zero to one years in this example one exercise on a muscle group done correctly that muscles that muscle can be finished definitely doing three chest exercises is pointless doing one is good because okay train your chest muscles why not just because you're a female it doesn't mean don't train chest yeah um you should still train all the body evenly, mm. essentially. You, you don't have to, it's not about training different muscles, really. Um, you should, everybody should still cover every muscle, ideally. You might put more emphasis and extra work onto some than others, yeah. depending on goals and preferences. Um, some of that may be relating to gender, maybe not. Yeah. Um, like females, let's say, stereotypically do a lot of glute training, but I'm also doing a lot of glute training right now because st- females stereotypically like to train bum muscles and to have like toned bums and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like a it's a standard female goal. It's common. On that note, men, you need to train glutes more. I've seen two people, one of them being you, two guys, <laughs> one of them being you, train glutes at my gym. I've had two people say that they do it, but I haven't actually seen it. <laughs> no other guy trains glutes, I swear. I'm the only person I <laughs> Literally, you really? or one other. Really? Yeah. Mm. And you don't really go to my gym much either, so it's mainly one person. Yeah. It's not stereotypically something that men do, like glute training exercises specifically, and like hip thrusts and stuff like this, but they really should. Yeah. It's good for everyone equally. Oh yeah, definitely. Even if you're only thinking about toned bums, not only men like a nice bum. Yeah. Women also like nice toned bums on men. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I know. Exactly. So it's even if it's just for that, but really it's what it's one of the biggest muscles in the entire body. Yeah. It's maybe the strongest muscle in the entire body. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most important lower body posture muscles. So it keeps your hips forward, which keeps your abs in, which helps keep your shoulders back. So it's like it's like the bottom of the core. Yeah. Basically, it's like the base of the core. So if you want to have a good, strong core, which who doesn't, that's good, isn't yeah. it? And it can also like eliminate like back pain, shoulder Very true. pain, some sort of injury or anything. Like yep. it can definitely help with all of that as well. Definitely. And men like sports and stuff like this. Women also like sports, but men like playing sports. But And the glutes are a primary muscle for most sports. If there's any sprinting, running, jumping, glutes are involved in all of this. Yeah. There's loads of studies showing that if you've got stronger hip thrusts, you can jump higher and stuff like this. 
you know um, the, the other exercise that hip thrust is one of the highest correlating exercises with sports performance another one's the sled push you know that sled thing where you put weights on it and then you just run with it and you push it forward because what does what action is that doing that's basically doing a glute kickback you're like leaning forward at an angle and pushing backwards with your legs it's another glute exercise basically it's creating power and leg drive backwards which is really good for sprinting yeah it develops like sprinting power and jumping power and stuff like this glutes is literally primary muscle groups in this exercise um so it's good for sports it's good for Everything really, loads of different things, loads pretty, of different things. Pretty much, yet hardly any guy trains them. <laughs> it's true, it's true, people don't. Um, I think guys just train less legs in general. And then out of legs, if you, if you wanted to rank how much probably the stereotypical guy cares about his leg muscles, it, like they care about, let's do all the muscles. What muscles do men care about the most? Chest. Chest, biceps, abs. Shoulders, front of shoulders maybe. Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, we could just name any of the upper body muscles and it would be yes. Like chest, arms, back, abs, shoulders, that's all of it. Quads. Yeah. So all the upper body muscles, men stereotypically care about training those. And then, yeah, let's move on to the legs. You're right. Probably number one out of those would be quads. Second one would be calves because everyone likes wearing shorts and you don't want to look like you've got skinny calves. Hamstrings is going to have to be third because that bulks out the back of the legs. And then glutes is coming just bare last, isn't it? Yep. After that, we're getting down to like soleus for the front, <laughs> like shin muscles and rotator cuffs, internal shoulder muscles, aren't we? Yeah. So glutes are pretty low priority on men's training. Yeah. And it's hard enough to grow the other muscles. So after you've spent all your life trying to build up your chest and biceps, it's like, it depends if men have time, energy, care, desire to then build up all the leg muscles. When the leg muscles are harder to train as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. All the exercises are harder. The fatigue's greater from it, the pain's greater from it, the weights are heavier, so the the actual physical tiredness you get from it is harder. It's harder on your cardio system because it's bigger muscles using more oxygen. Mm. So it's, it's harder for something that men care about less. Definitely. On average. And I'm not meaning to give excuses. Um, this is just why people think like this, I feel. Mm. Um, like I do well-rounded leg training. I've always done leg training, to be honest. I, when, when I was very young, like 16 to 19 or something for some reason i liked bodybuilding a little bit and like following it was just when i was like just getting into training i think it's because i wanted to get bigger because mm. i was really skinny in terms of muscle so i just thought who's the biggest they must be the people who know what they're doing i'll just look what they're doing you know whatever the big dudes are doing that's obviously what i should be doing yeah. um so i started following all these bodybuilding people and when you when you follow bodybuilding stuff they care a lot about legs in bodybuilding mm. um because if you've just got upper body and small legs and then you're on stage and like trying to be a bodybuilder, everyone just laughs and they're like, look at this guy. Don't they just like say chicken legs and stuff? And <laughs> <laughs> everyone does this. So bodybuilders take legs seriously. So I always took my leg training seriously. And I didn't take glute training seriously mm. until about, I don't know, two or three years ago. Yeah. Until mm. my hips started getting injured, basically. Because my thigh muscles and hamstrings and stuff were really strong, but I'd never really done front or back of hip training and never really done glutes that specifically or hip flexors on the front that specifically yeah so i started to have issues and then greg roberts from white house shout out <laughs> said to me oh look <laughs> you just need to start strengthening these other areas as well because it's lagging behind yeah uh, and i have been doing but it's taken flipping two or three years can't even remember well, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes forever, doesn't it, to strengthen muscles? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so most men just wear trousers and as long as they've got big arms at the pub, that's how it matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's not the right thing to do. No. Is it? No. Men should train more leg muscles on average. Definitely. And um, there's a couple of things I think females on average could do better as well, but... Like what? I think, we'll get, I think we'll talk about it later. I think we could talk about that a bit later. Um... I think we could go through a few more differences specifically or things to take into consideration. Okay. So we've talked about exercise selection based on goals. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, we've just we've just talked about what goals uh, men sort of have in rank order of muscle group size, let's say. <laughs> so in this conversation, we're mostly talking about weight training, aren't we? Yeah. We're talking about resistance training, toning up, building yeah. muscle. These are all the same things, really. Yeah. Just different names. We've talked about what muscles men care about the most. What muscles do you think females care about the most? Let's rank from beginning to end again. 
even though it is literally just stereotyping but what's, we're sorry it's fine it's, <laughs> what do you think muscles ladies care about the most just from what you've seen from your clients number one from my personal clients or just in the gym and hall either okay well for gym and hall probably glutes number one really so do a lot of women in the gym you see them doing a lot of glute work then in general yeah glute work or just general leg work so you think women rank legs, leg training above upper body training stereotypically in terms of goals? Yes, one of my clients actually. I would she, agree personally. She used to just only do leg training. She didn't mind about any arm training? No, she okay. didn't do really any upper body training at all. She's yeah. enjoying the upper body training as well because it's like a different feeling and she's like noticing the benefits for it and such, like improved posture, etc. Oh yeah, that is good. But... It was like I just introduced her to a whole like new aspect of training. Like you've got the legs, but then the upper body. That's what it's like with men. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to do bicep curls, but you've got to introduce them to the rest of the real world. Yeah. <laughs> to a full, well-rounded training. Just like, look. I would agree with you, though. I think ladies do train legs more than men. Mm. You see more ladies on the leg machines and on the leg cardio stuff as well. Yeah. Which is not really the same thing, but still. Ladies join legs, bums and tums classes stereotypically. Definitely. Booty burn, booty blast. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. There's none of these things for men. No. These things don't exist. <laughs> like, there isn't men's legs, bums, and tums class, really. Men can go to it, but they don't. It's not for ladies, but it also kind of is, because only ladies go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, same with, same with, like, booty blast and all these kind of classes and stuff that you can buy, you know, and exercise equipment. Mm. Yeah, so I would agree. L- ladies do have upper body goals that I've worked with like so a lot of ladies like to tone the backs of the arms, you know, on the triceps. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Actually, backs of arms is a big one. Maybe back as well. Yeah, some yeah, like under the lats, like mm. <clears throat> ladies looking to tone up the back area a little, a little bit. Posture goals, definitely. Yeah, lots of ladies want to work on posture goals. Um, one of the things I think men could do better, which again we could do a little summary at the end, but one of the things I think men could do better is men need to do more posture work. Because men do a lot of chest and biceps, they make your posture worse most of the time. Definitely. It rounds your shoulders forward like a gorilla, which is not a cool look. Um, again, if you go back to bodybuilders, that's not how they look. No. No, they don't have like internally rotated shoulders and walk around like gorillas. They have perfect posture because the back's equally muscular to the front. So it makes it like strong from all sides, not just loads of chest and biceps, but nothing else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think because men on average do more chest and bicep work than women, women do in upper body some back exercises quite a bit don't you think yeah definitely. you see women doing rowing exercises and on the lat pull down a lot of women i find have like pull-up goals like being able to i do agree that's true that's lots one of, of my goals <laughs> lots of women want to do press-ups as well though don't they as well yeah. yeah most ladies who come to see me they think oh i'd like to be able to do a few press-ups that'd be good and lots of ladies want to do pull-ups you're exactly right mm. they think that'd be a really good impressive thing and I understand why. I also always wanted to do pull-ups, and it took me, like, literally three years to do my first one. That's so freaking difficult. It is, and it's, it's, it's especially hard if you're a lady, because, again, you've got proportionally smaller upper body muscles, yeah. just even structurally, and then all the other sporting factors as well, making it more difficult. So it's harder for ladies to do pull-ups and press-ups than it is for men, definitely. definitely. Um, whereas ladies are generally got strong legs versus how much their body weight is, mm. and, and find squats and stuff easier. Ladies also have wider hips, Yep. Making squats and stuff easier. It makes different leg exercises feel a little bit more comfortable sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, ladies care about their legs a lot more in general day-to-day life, I feel like, though, because ladies, like, shave their legs and wear, like, skirts and dresses and, like, stuff with your legs out and your feet out. Yeah, true. Uh, men do wear shorts and stuff as well, but females also wear shorts, but more of male, like, outfits and stuff have, like, the legs covered. Whereas mm. I feel like that, that might play into why... Ladies have slightly more leg goals. Yeah. I don't know, because leg tone is more of... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, like, the set standard that women have been given. Like, all the skirts and dresses and such, so they've got to look nice and toned. I don't know. Men can wear skirts, too. It's kilts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it men can wear... Well, anybody can well, wear whatever they, can wear they want. Whatever. Anybody can wear whatever they want, to be fair, can't they? Yeah. Um, again, we're just literally overarchingly stereotyping um, yeah. on different people but you've got to sometimes to try and get points across otherwise there's just no perspective to anything 
Is there? Um, talking along those lines as well, one of the things I thought that's a difference between males and females is, like you said about the muscle size as well, and like I said about the muscle size proportionally, like we've been talking about, this plays into a lot of different things, different strengths, isn't yeah. it? So even if you're on the same machine, you have to adjust the weight to be with a lady. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, quite often. And, and different on different things, like again, we would do similar weights on some leg exercises like on hip thrust me and you do similar weights don't we yeah yeah or sometimes we even do the same weight yeah we do about equal weight yeah exactly but on upper body vastly different definitely like it? and it's not because you don't try as hard as me mm. that's not that's not true uh it's just different muscle sizes different training age yeah isn't it i've been doing like weight training longer than more years than you have yeah um kind of thing even though i'm not the biggest guy my frame is obviously naturally bigger than yours Mm. sort of thing I have bigger bones a bit taller a bit wider shoulders yeah stuff like that um, <clears throat> but it also plays into how much work you can do on each muscle yeah like you said before the different volume that you can handle like after one upper body upper body exercise for each muscle that might be enough might be enough for a beginner or it's not really enough if you're a beginner it's if you're someone that's got smaller muscles yeah like the bigger muscles you have, the more weight and exercises and training volume you can handle. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody who's got bigger muscles than me would be able to do more exercises and more weight and more sets and more reps and more volume in general than me. And somebody who's got smaller muscles than me would be able to do less on average. Yeah. Um, and again, since ladies on average have smaller muscle mass, they'll do less volume, less weight. Less reps. Um, well, sometimes depending. Yeah, sometimes depending. Sometimes depending. Rep ranges, you could do whatever you want, really. But over, yeah, I guess I, I yeah, it would be kind of though, wouldn't it? If you did less, if everything was similar except you changed the volume, it would be less reps overall because you do less sets and less exercises. Yeah. So it would be less reps overall. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think if there's any other points, really. I think I, I think one about recovery as well is important. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the bigger muscles you've got, like if a man has bigger muscles than the woman or has been training longer, for example, just in this stereotyped example, then it's, it takes longer to recover in between sets and in between sessions. Definitely. Like if somebody bench presses just 20 kg the bar and somebody else bench presses 100 kg mm. on the bar, it's way harder to recover after the set from doing that 100 um, proportionally yeah and the muscle stimulus and like central n nervous system like fatigue like the amount of stress it puts on your body to generate that strength and force output is a lot higher the heavier the weight is due to the muscles being bigger and being able to handle more load that kind of stuff yeah that makes sense. does that make sense yeah yeah so I think recovery is an important point as well I, w I often see that ladies can do a lot more sets a lot faster yes than my male clients could like females can handle circuit training seemingly a lot better than males can most definitely all agree with that yeah like i can give some of my female clients like again let's just stick with the example julie gill hmm. um i can give her 10 exercises in a row without stopping this wouldn't really be a majorly consideration like a major consideration for me Mm. Um, she might go oh my god I think, I think it's a circuit of death <laughs> yeah but you know she can handle it I know she can handle it. she's done it she's done it loads of times I've seen her do it loads of times I would never really think about giving a man 10 exercises in a row without stopping no they'll be sick by the fifth one if they do all the exercises properly with maximum weight and force output like I'm not saying Julie's not trying as hard. She's trying max effort, as many reps as she can on every single set to the death. She only goes on to the next exercise when she actually physically can't perform another rep of the other one. Mm. She'll do 10 exercises in a row. Sometimes she'll do two circuits if she wants the session over faster. <laughs> if she knows she's got two circuits to do and she can get out of the session faster, she'll do both without stopping. She'll do 20 exercises in a row or oh, like cool. 15 or something like that. I know. And she'll handle it. Mm. And she'll handle it well. She'll be tired after. Oh yeah, but... But she can make it. Definitely. Men seem to have a lower capacity for that kind of thing. They seem to have better raw strength, but lower work capacity. And I think it's because on average, the females are just a bit smaller. Hmm. Um, like Julie's only like five foot two. So this, like smaller people 
um, have smaller muscles again, even in sort of height and frame and stuff like this. She's a very petite lady. Um, even though she's really strong for her size, she's she's a very petite lady and she's lost all of her body fat weight as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's very petite. Um, so she uses less weight than some big gorilla guy would do. So this means she's got smaller muscles using less weight, which use less oxygen and burns less calories, being a smaller muscle and a smaller person using a smaller weight, even to do the same amount of reps, which means she can get around more. And she's, she's also really fit as well, so she can get around, she's got excellent cardio because she does bits of running yeah. as well. She can run five miles, stuff like this. Um, I told her today she's a very I did a session with her today which is probably why it came to my mind I told her she's a well-rounded athlete <laughs> <laughs> she's obviously not an athlete but it seems like it doesn't yeah. it I'm like you're doing flipping great you can do everything <laughs> she's such a well-rounded athlete um, you know but I would never really consider giving a man that many exercises in a row no, no they'd be sick most men can barely handle leg training true yeah it makes them feel real ill because they do it less and yes, they've got bigger leg muscles on average and stuff, but they're also less trained for it because they do it less because they like it less. If you get used to it, then it's okay. But, you know, so I see that ladies have really good cardio fitness and really good ability to do lots of sets and lots of reps and good good willpower, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think really good willpower and commitment. Like if I, if I give Julie six leg exercises in a row, she'll just do it. If if I tried to do that to a male, they'd kick off. They'd probably quit. <laughs> they'd just be like, what? That sounds like... And just, you know, I don't know. Whereas, I don't know, this is... I suppose I'm just stereotyping. This is what I've seen across my clients. And, and I've had probably equal male and female clients throughout all my life in terms of personal training, I guess. Yeah. Probably. Mm. Probably equal male and female. Term, in terms, yeah, not in ter- now. Now in my um, nutrition group and program, obviously it's like ninety percent females, yeah, or something. But in personal training, it was probably fifty-fifty. But on average, really good commitment from ladies. Really, I don't know. Really great ability to get the job done and really just follow through and be hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of men are hardcore when it comes to arms. Mm. <laughs> so they'll do loads of bicep curls <laughs> and they'll bench for like 400 sets. But when it comes to doing all the stuff mm. and getting all the work done, becoming a well-rounded athlete, even doing the cardio as well, mm. it's like men are just, I don't know, <laughs> don't seem as committed to different areas, don't, don't seem to want to do the leg training or the cardio and they don't stretch. But the women will do the weights and the stretching and the cardio and the leg training and it all sounds good. Yeah. And they do it all. That's true. Yeah, and then they become really good, well-rounded, super-toned, healthy, fitter people faster rather than just a gorilla guy that can bench a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it depends what your goals are, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess it depends what your goals are. Um, Did you have any other differences? Um, Yeah, I have one more difference that we kind of slightly covered. Yep, I've got one more as well that we kind of slightly covered, so you go. Okay, I was going to say the workout split. Each oh, that's person. exactly what I was going to say. Really? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Go on, you continue, please. Yeah, so the work <laughs> <laughs> the good. workout split, so how many days yep. a week you train and yep. what you train on yep. those days a week. So, say if one person trains like only twice a week, full body training is probably going to be best suited for them because Agreed. that will cover all muscles twice a week. Yeah. Like everything is, will be trained which twice. Which is twice as good as covering muscles once a week, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas someone else, like the guy, he may do a typical bro split where it's like chest and tricep, shoulders, back and biceps, and then mm. maybe legs mm. or just repeat. Yeah. So they're do, training like five, six times a week. Mm-hmm. And then if you train together and she, the person that's training, tw- can only train twice a week is coming on the days and they are following through what the other person is doing. You're only going to train one group of muscle once a week. And then... Oh, I understand what you're saying. So, the, so imagine a situation where a guy is training five times a week and then the lady comes to the gym sometimes with him. 
Yeah. She's only going to end up doing like biceps on Thursday and then flipping chest on Monday or whatever day she goes to the gym. Yeah. Over and over. And nothing else will be like... That's the guy's fault, not the lady's fault. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that's the girl's fault. A dumb training split. But... (laughs) It is, because the the chest, back, shoulders, legs or skip and then arms and then take the weekend off is the shittest training program in the world. It's it's nearly scientifically designed to be the worst program possible. Hmm. Very close. It's really difficult to design a worse program than that. You'd have to literally miss things out. You'd have to actually not be a full program to be a worse program than that program for most people. For most people, it's a terrible idea. And the guy's doing it wrong from the start, and I also did it wrong. Because because <laughs> I also did that. When I started and went to the gym, I also did the bro split. And that's, what, that's literally what it's called. The chest, back, shoulders, legs, arms. You do one one or two muscle groups per day. Yeah. Uh, five days a week, like you're saying. And that's because that's what the bodybuilders do. Yeah. And they're the biggest guys in the world, so that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because they've got, well bodybuilders have got to do it because they've got so much muscle that they need to like well yeah it makes sense for them yeah it doesn't but make for sense everyday for... person no no it's ridiculous it's like it's like trying to learn to drive by following lewis hamilton's training plan <laughs> isn't it yeah it's like it doesn't make sense it's like what are you doing sorry yeah that's all wrong it's not that's the most hardcore thing you can do in in some respects and it do, that's the what the training has to be like when mm. you're one of the biggest people in the world but for most beginners that's such a bad idea it's so pointless. Definitely. Like, like we were saying, one exercise finishes it off for a beginner, whether you're a male or a female, really. If you've been training less than one year, if you do one exercise for four good sets with good technique, you'll be absolutely ruined on that muscle. Hmm. Um, so then why are you having a chest day if you only need to do one exercise for four sets? That takes 10 minutes or something. Exactly. You, can, you should move on and do all the rest, rest of your other muscles and then build the, go to sleep, eat healthy, and then those muscles will build back tone and strength and then go do the whole thing again, like you said, on the full body training. Yeah. Um, on the full body training. So full body training is best for everyone, really. It's just that the more advanced you get, you actually can't do the full body training. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest and strongest person, but I can't do full body training. No. There's no way. When we trained legs on, what day was it? Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. I can't, I can't remember. Wednesday. I felt sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really sick. Um, and like was, I was struggling. I was, I needed to lay down and flip in, drink something and eat some food. And then I, after about an hour after I'd eaten something, then I was feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> I felt ill. <laughs> and maybe I did a bit too much um, and had not eaten much that day. But you know, it was, a, it was a hardcore session. Sometimes exercise just wipes you out, doesn't it? And I was just fully wiped out. I can't do upper body training after that. Oh God, no. No, if, I, if I'm gonna do all the full upper body, it takes me like literally two hours. And to do the legs, it'll take me two hours as well. Yeah. Can't do that. No. I can't do four hours of training without stopping. After two hours, I feel sick. <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> dead, there's no way. There's just no physical training capacity that can do that. Yeah. So the more advanced you get in terms of weight training, the more specific exercises and sets and reps and volume and attention each muscle needs, to sort of do enough exercise for that muscle because it's bigger and stronger and been training for longer so it's used to it so you need to keep doing more and more and more the longer you've been training and the more muscle you have and stuff like that it just gets to the point where you just you don't have the physical energy to do all the exercises you need to do for every single muscle and it take too long it's just not realistic so then you have to break it down and the next best program is upper body on one day and then lower body on the next day so you basically halve it you do yeah. half the body on one day. Or you can do front and back. Yeah. I've done that sometimes. I've done that sometimes. It's quite good, actually. Yeah, it's quite good. You do hamstrings and glutes and back and calves and stuff all in one day, and then you do all the rest of the stuff on the other day. It's quite nice, actually. It is. You can do fronts and backs. You can do ups and downs. <laughs> like <laughs> tops and bottoms, whatever you want to call it. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologise. Um, and then eventually... That's kind of what I do. I do upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just alternating whenever I can get to the gym and have energy and want to train, etc. When that gets too hard, if I was bigger and stronger than I am, eventually it gets to the point where you can't do all the upper body in one go or maybe even all the legs in one go. So then you have to split it down into like push, pull, legs, all the pushing muscles, all the pulling muscles, and then the leg muscles or something like that. Yeah. Um, then if that gets too hard, which it doesn't for most people, most people can do chest, shoulders, and triceps on one day. If you have to do so many exercises that you can't possibly, there's just no way I can do chest and shoulders and triceps on one day, then 
you're either not trying very hard or you're absolutely massive. You're like huge. Because like one of the biggest bodybuilders in the world, they might have to do six chest exercises literally yeah. and hammer each one for like four or five sets and a lot of weight. And it takes a lot of warming up to get to a lot of weight as well, which takes a lot of time. Definitely. Might take them an hour and a half, two hours to do chest. Powerlifters as well, some of the strongest, not only the biggest people in the world, but the strongest people in the world. Can take them two hours to do bench press. Definitely. Yeah, all the warming up, all the preparation, because they're just, they're just doing so much weight and it just takes so much out of them. Really long rest periods due to using so much weight and stuff like this. Then okay, fine, that's why the bodybuilders do that. Yeah. It's not really because they want to. If they could do full body all the time, they'd probably make gains faster. You know, if you could get round each muscle more than once or twice a week. Yeah. It's called anabolic opportunities. You'd give each muscle more chance to be stimulated and to grow. But they can't really. No. Um, because they've just got to do too many sets and reps and it's too much weight and it's too fatiguing to do each muscle that they can't really do more than one or two. So then they've got to go to the gym all the time. And you'd hope they go all the time if it's their job <laughs> to go. So they should train every day. Normal people don't need this. No. It's ridiculous. You don't need to go to the gym every day. Like if you go to the gym weightlifting more than four days a week, depending on what split you're doing, you're not really going to make extra progress. Mm. Like if somebody went four days or someone went five, six or seven, the person who goes five, six or seven doesn't make more progress than the person who goes four days. It's not true. Some people, if you, even if you go more than three days, you won't make extra progress. No. You know, if you do the proper full body training three times a week, yeah. if you do the full proper full body training, good technique and good sets and reps, how you should do it, you don't need to go, you won't be able to go more than three times per week because you do it on Monday, you're hurting on Tuesday, you're doing it again on Wednesday, you're hurting on Thursday from doing it on Wednesday, then you're doing it again on Friday, then you're hurting on Saturday from doing it a full week and then you get one rest day off and then you're doing it again. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy if you do full body training three times per week, uh, hardcore style. Yeah. So it's not even about doing that much really, but I agree with you. It, all that stuff, all the different exercise selection and your goals and what muscles you want to work as priority and how long you've been training and what your skill levels are and how long it takes you to warm up and all that kind of stuff, that all plays into different variables for what the training split looks like at the end. Definitely. Doesn't it? Um, And then that makes the entire training program just look different, I guess. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So the last thing then is I've got some things that are the same, you know. Okay. I've got a list of things that people should do that are the same. And I think there's more similarities than there is differences. Not that we're going to go into it in as much detail because we've been 47 minutes. Not bad. Already on Not the bad. podcast. Um, so we won't necessarily go into it as much detail, but I think there's more or that, okay, I'm going to rephrase. I don't think there is more similarities between male and female training, but I think there should be more similarities. I think if males and females trained more similarly and we were just all humans that have all the same muscles in the same places, which we do, mm. can you do the same weights and stuff? No, but I can't, I don't do the same weights as Dan, who I train with. Yeah. So, so on some exercises, he's stronger than me and some I'm stronger than him. We just adjust. Yeah. You know, he has some slight different preferences than I do as well. So sometimes if we we do, we might do three exercises in a circuit and then we might switch over to a different three. Mm. Sometimes we might not do the same three. Mm. Like, like at the minute he, um, he has football and trains legs at different times than me. And he puts some of his like exercises onto his upper body days and I don't do that. So sometimes I'll do three exercises and I'll do three upper body exercises or two and abs and he'll do two and hamstrings. Mm, or something like you know just because it's just slight little differences that yeah. are just worth accounting for we don't have to pretend to be the same but i think if there were more differences between male and female training mm. no sorry similarities yeah sorry i just said the completely wrong thing didn't i <laughs> if there if there were more similarities yeah between male and female training i think everybody would be better off for it definitely like for example i'll just run you through a few of these then and you can say whether you disagree or agree Go for it. I think if everyone does six to twenty reps, that's a good idea. Yep. Any rep range, and that's good. You can you can even do one to five reps if you want. Anybody can. Just personally for me, if you're my client, I don't really want you doing that. Really one to five because it's not really doing anything that productive, but it's just putting the danger of the exercise up mm. too high to be worth it for no extra gain than doing more reps. Yeah. You can't convince me in really any way that there's any advantages to doing one to five reps than doing six to 20 for most normal people's normal goals. Mm. 
So I think if everybody does six to 20 reps on exercises, that's a good idea. Probably if you can do 20 reps of anything without stopping, you probably need to up the weight or get a harder exercise. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't do six, probably in my opinion, that's a bit too heavy for you, mm. whether you're a male or a female. Six to 20 reps is fine for everyone. Um, you should do the big compound exercises. Definitely. Like whether you're a male or a female, the majority of your training should not be chest flies, like you said, or no. it shouldn't be bicep curls, or it shouldn't be, I don't even know what else. Like accessory work. Accessory exercises, yeah, yeah. these single joint, single motion, smaller exercises. You should do press-ups and pull-ups and the squats and the lunges and hip thrusts and hinges and all the big primary just, they're not even, they're not exercises even some of these things they're just primary normal human movements yeah, like a squat's not an exercise it's an actual human movement it's one of the things that people do yeah um so these things should be trained overhead presses mm. good for everyone yeah you know that kind of game so i think focusing whether you're a male or a female on the big compound well-rounded exercises is a really good idea um which i've kind of just said my next point which is full well-rounded training for every single muscle yeah big strength exercises that use all the different muscle groups in every different direction and angle is the best for both people yeah males and females should train legs should train glutes calves yep abs yep back yep posture yep chest yep arms yep sure all of it yep just all of it all of it all of it preferably equal yeah at least do all of it equal and then add on some extra accessory work for your preferences personally whether you're a male or a female so cover all the body with big six to 20 rep compound exercises. And then if for me, like for me personally, growing my biceps and triceps is literally one of my real goals right now. Yeah. What's one of your muscle building goals? Uh, building the back and the back of the shoulders. Okay. Yep. Cool. So I, so we should both do all the muscles, but I might do a bit more arms across the week, extra on top. And you might do a bit more upper back work. Yeah. On top. Yep. Um, so I think even if even if the training splits different, like we said, mm. and a man might be doing an upper lower and a female might be doing full body mm. or something along those lines, still across the week covering the entire body yeah. in some sort of relative evenness is a good idea. Definitely. Yeah. I think cardio is good for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female. Cardio is good. It's good for your health. It's good for... It's even good for your weightlifting. Because you will recover between sets way faster and your training capacity goes up so you can do more weights in a shorter time so you make more gains. Definitely. It's literally a real thing. A lot of um, men are more averse to doing cardio than ladies, I would say. Ladies are braver, stronger, fitter <laughs> than men, I would say, literally. A lot of men are more scared. They're like, oh, cardio, I don't like doing cardio. It's one of the best things ever for you, really. Even if you only care about the weightlifting. Yeah. Doing a half an hour run twice per week, you'll be able to do twice as much weightlifting or loads more weightlifting per week because you just you just won't be out of breath after a set like I, when I've been running consistently I just weights just does not make me out of breath because yeah. my cardio system is just too good for it so and it, that really helps it just makes all the weight training easier and I can do more faster and recover better it really is good uh, good for calorie burning and loads of stuff isn't it yeah. building muscle good for everyone definitely even if you're a female and you don't want to get jacked arms or anything like this building up your entire body's musculature and muscle tone it's good for your health it makes your metabolism faster lowers your risk of all injuries lowers your risk of all cause mortality which is every form of death it lowers your risks of cancer it lowers your risk of diabetes and heart disease and it makes your bones stronger and your posture will be better and it's good for mental health yeah and flipping just everything literally even if you're not trying to be jacked yeah um that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do resistance training or weight training because you definitely should. And lo loads of my clients have not been trying to be jacked. Mm. Like Julie doing all those exercises, she's not trying to be jacked. No. No, that's not even a goal. She Toned? Sure, she wants to be. She's already toned. So why are we still doing it? Because it's not really about that. You just kind of get toned while you do it. She's yeah. doing it for fitness, health, strength, social, just all this stuff. Feeling better, making the metabolism faster, being healthier, feeling great loads of different things yes and tone as well even if you're not trying to be jacked you should still build muscle yeah yeah um this is not training but i just had to throw it in there protein intake definitely good for everyone definitely uh, good for good for pretty much everyone i'm struggling to think of really even extenuating circumstances where a good protein intake is not a good idea 
If you're a male, it's a good idea. If you're a female, it's a good idea. If you're not male or female, it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know about other species. <laughs> I don't know about... <laughs> I don't know, but for humans, Very protein good. intake... Yeah, if you're a vegan, it's good. Vegetarian, good. Pescatarian, good. Omnivore, fussy eater, good. Child, good. Adult, good. Elderly, definitely very good. If you're elderly, good for keeping your strength up and your bones up. Elderly people need that more than anyone. Definitely. Definitely. Um, if you've got building muscle goals, training goals, exercise goals, health goals, polycystic ovary syndrome, diabetes, heart disease, protein intake, good. Old <laughs> <laughs> shit. It's good. Um, I put glute training, good for everyone. Yes. That was, that was one of your points. You took that point. Um, glute training is good for everyone for the reasons I mentioned earlier. Posture work. Definitely. Good for everyone. People should do posture work. You need to strengthen your back and strengthen your flipping bum muscles and your upper back like it's one of your goals at the minute. Definitely. Just keeping your spine in a good strong position so you... Don't look like a gorilla. Yes, or you don't have posture problems or lower yeah. backache or you'll, you'll get way less risk of like sciatica and lower back pain. And elderly people, you see as, as they age, some, sometimes people like hunch over a little bit and the weight of their head seemingly drags them down. But if you had strong spine and strong upper back muscles, then you're just more balanced, you're in the correct position. It helps you breathing, it helps your digestion because you're not all crumpled over. Mm. You know? Good for everything. Loads of things. Yeah, loads of things. Posture works good for everyone. Um, so I think as the as the summary I've got a little note here at the bottom this is just a little summary from me tell me whether you agree or not I've put men don't do enough legs mm -hmm. stretching mm -hmm. posture work mm -hmm. or cardio yep yep men don't do enough legs stretching posture work or cardio on average um, I am stereotyping <laughs> but this is true and I've put women don't do enough weights and high protein eating. Yeah. That's it. I think on average, ladies would do really good for themselves if they got into a bit of weights and a bit of resistance training and boosted the metabolism up and got that posture going and got that muscle tone on a little bit and you can eat more food and be stronger and stuff like that. And I see a lot of ladies having too low protein in the diet as well. Yeah. Ladies do they care about what they eat quite a lot sometimes I see like more vegetarian and vegan ladies and stuff like this um, whether you think that's good or bad you know than men on average but I just see lower protein like men men like eating meat and protein shakes yeah. stereotypically manly items no 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 Stere they, sh they should be stereotypically healthy items yeah healthy items one of one of the six steps to slim members literally said to me on the, the other day on the phone um, Connor should I have protein shakes um, and she said because I've thought about getting a protein shake and my son, who is like a weight training kid, said, yeah, but mom, you don't even weight train, so you don't need a protein shake. Is that right or not? And she said, "She said, but Connor, to me, I feel like I kind of like it. I've tried them before and it might get rid of a chocolate craving. Then I mentioned you. Literally, because that's you really like the chocolate protein shake, don't you? Oh, yeah. Completely, completely curves my chocolate craving. Yeah, which which protein shake do we get? What brand is it at the minute? At the moment, it's my protein. Oh, my protein, yeah, chocolate. Uh, I think it's natural chocolate. No, I think we've got chocolate smooth at the minute. We either, we, sometimes we get natural chocolate, sometimes we get chocolate smooth. So mm -hmm. it might be one of the... They've just got different sweeteners in. Yeah. That's literally the only difference. They basically taste the same. We get whey isolate, don't we? Whey protein isolate, which is lactose-free version, yeah. which makes it better for mine and your stomachs, even though it's more expensive. <laughs> Um, I put a bit in my porridge each morning and it makes me really nice chocolatey porridge and I really do like it and it really is satisfying and I enjoy it a lot. That's I good. put a bit of banana in, a bit of chocolate whey protein, not banana whey protein, real banana. So it's like a banana chocolatey porridge thing. For me, this is lovely. Um, you really like a protein shake, don't you? Bit Definitely. of milk, bit of chocolate protein and then it's like a, it's like a decent milkshake, isn't it? it it's is. a decent milkshake. It's not that different to like a Yazoo mm. or anything like that really. Mm. Um, so I, I mentioned you, even though you do weight train, but for this lady, she's got weight loss goals. She doesn't weight train. I said to her, you don't, should you eat a higher protein diet? That would be good. Protein yeah. intake increase or getting to a good protein level. This is a good idea. Do, do you have to have a protein shake? No. Can you get it? You can get your protein from anywhere. Can you have a protein shake though? Yes, she can. If she likes it and it helps her and it helps her get a good protein intake and it satisfies her, it might get rid of a craving or keep her a bit fuller. She might use it for a, a bit of a healthier snack. They're only like 125 calories. Yeah. If you enjoy it, you know, she can, can't she? She can, oh, even yeah, though she's not a weight training man, she can, she can have a high protein diet and it's a good idea. It will make your metabolism faster. You will be fuller for longer. You will be healthier from it. You will, 
I see a lot of ladies hair starts growing a lot better. I've seen this so, so many times. To be fair, I mentioned that to you, didn't I, about my nails? Um, yes. Since I've been like making sure that I've been eating high protein, my nails have just been growing so much quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and my hair grows really fast, even though I only have hair around the edges and not on top. <laughs> H- how quickly do I start looking like Mr. Burns? <laughs> Quite quickly. Like two days, and then I start looking like I'm going to release the hounds on people. <laughs> I'm literally looking like Friar Tuck. <laughs> or something going on it's ridiculous um, but it's yeah nail growth and it's good for bones and you know skin and hormone levels and again it makes your metabolism faster and keeps you fuller for longer if you care about weight loss and stuff high protein diet I just think that men don't do enough legs on average step it up men need to stretch more yeah. ladies don't mind doing legs ladies don't mind stretching yeah good flexibility on ladies on average compared to men poor flexibility on men poor poor flexibility posture work more for men yeah ladies don't mind some posture work as far as i've seen Um, ladies also it's good for everybody to do posture work isn't it Mm. um it's equal problems from day-to-day life like we sit in too much and we drive like with your shoulders forward and you eat with your shoulders forward and you write with your shoulders forward and you type with your shoulders forward and you're on your phone with your shoulders forward and everyone all the time shoulders forward but I see men men doing more chest and bicep work on average proportionately and that just makes it worse and then they're walking around like these crazy looking gorillas uh, and men just don't do enough cardio and then women need to do a little bit more weights and a little bit more high protein eating. Mm. They're already good on all the other bits. Just get a little bit of muscle tone on a bit of protein. Yep. Make your metabolism faster, be fuller for longer, be healthier for it. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) That's what I think. Sounds good. That's what I thought as well. What do you think, Bethany Sharp? Six steps to slim coach, personal (laughs) trainer at Pure Gym. City Centre South. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounded all good. Any other points? No, nope, you summed it up quite nicely. Thank you very much. I think that's enough from me. Um, so that was conversation between me and you about males and females training together, mm-hmm. like in the gym. Not even if you're a couple either, just you might be friends. Yeah. Yeah, or you might just be training partners, you know. Um And then next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, differences between males and females eating. Yeah. Together, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Because we obviously live together. We eat similar foods, but not the same. Yeah. And I see a lot of stuff on Instagram lately. (laughs) You're going to get wild up next week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can get riled up about flipping shit on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) it's just crazy the stuff people put loads of people put in about that it's fine if like ladies eat the same as men and stuff like this and it is fine if you want to be more overweight than your male counterpart on average across all males and females then you can do what you want but if you've got weight loss and health goals if me and you eat the same what would happen what would happen if you ate what I eat I'll get fat you'd be sick yeah (laughs) yeah, you would also put on weight yeah but because you're how tall are you five foot Four? Four, yeah, I thought four. Yeah. Um, I'm five foot nine and a bit, so I'm taller than you. I've got bigger frame than you. I've got more muscles than you. I weigh 20 kg more than you. I have a faster metabolism than you due to all this. I'm like a bigger car, so I require more fuel than you do. Yeah. If you eat what I eat, that's not appropriate. If I eat what a six foot guy eats, that's not appropriate. No. It's not, it's not even really down to male, female. It's down to body weight, muscle mass, and like height. Yeah. So if you were a, we're talking about this now and this should be next week's episode <laughs> anyway this, should be, this is going to be next week's episode about differences um, of eating together and I, again literally I had a conversation I've had a consultation with a lady who's joined Six Steps to Slim today and one of the issues she's having is she's recently moved in um, with her partner uh, it's a male female relationship like a year ago and she's put on like three quarters of a stone or mm-hmm. something um, in that period of time and it's normal in oh, relationships. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal for for both people to become more overweight in relationships. To be honest, because you got to eat more and you drink more and you want to go to the cinema and then you get takeaway and then yeah. you buy each other chocolates and stuff like this. It's it's a struggle for us that same way, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. But it's an equal struggle that if we eat pizza, you want the full pizza and I also want the full pizza. But for me, my calorie maintenance per day is probably two thousand six hundred. What do you think yours is? Probably. Between 1,800. I was going to say something more like 1,600 as well. I mean, yeah. it, it depends on your activity levels and stuff. You have good activity levels and stuff, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so that does help you and give you a boost. But, you know, your calorie intake is just... it. 
you're just a smaller person than me and the female in the relationship is on average just a smaller person isn't it so if you eat the same it just doesn't work out the same even if you want to be the same it should be fair but it's not yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> human bodies are just not fair like it's you could look at it as it's not fair on me versus a six foot four guy mm. they can like you know the rock yeah we've seen like his epic cheat days oh my god yeah but have you also seen the size of the rock yeah. He's called The Rock. rock for <laughs> he's called the he's got rock in his own name. <laughs> he's an absolute man mountain. Yeah. Is. Isn't it? He? He's huge. Huge. So he can just eat way more than most people and he's so muscly compared to most people and such a fast metabolism and may have hormonal enhancements <laughs> going on. Who knows? I don't I'm not saying. I'm not saying he does, but I'm just saying <laughs> It's just what it might be. Okay, you know, he might have a super physiologically fast metabolism. That just might be what it is. <laughs> okay, as well. Mind it. And obviously, he's super active. You see videos of him like on Instagram exercising at midnight, covered in sweat from like lifting weights and stuff and being hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so, different people just need different food, don't they? Anyway, we'll do an episode about it next week, do you think? Sounds good. All right, lovely. Um, thank you so much, Beth. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon.